You are listening to the Theological Treasury podcast, where we are committed to diving deep into the history of the Christian faith and exploring the treasury of theological truths from down the centuries to best equip the church today to be able to engage with the church and its theology in every era of its existence to nourish the church with the exploration of theological truth. Join us as we grow together in this journey to explore the much neglected theological treasury. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever episode of the Theological Treasury podcast. I I guess you could call this the pilot episode, though I don't necessarily believe that this podcast will be making it onto any TV screen anytime soon. But anyway, it's a pleasure to have at least one of you tune in, should the Lord will it. And now I'm going to, to begin with a little bit about who I am and then get into what I aim to do with this podcast and what you can expect to see uh, in the coming weeks in terms of content. And so, so hello, my name is Ethan and I'm from the United Kingdom. I, I live in London and I'm currently on a, a, a second year university student at London School of Theology in a little town on the skirts of northwest London known as Northwood. I'm a whopping 22 years old and have been for the last 22 years uh, <laughs> when I was younger. As was the case with basically every little boy living in the United Kingdom, I wanted to be a footballer. And no, not the American kind, the actual kind of football. Love to my American friends. You guys are awesome. Uh, <laughs> but this eventually subsided. Uh, but my love for football always remained until my late teens. And the moment the clock struck midnight on my 18th birthday, I had the instantaneous desire to want to study theology. Now, this I can only explain to be a desire that was put on my heart by the Lord, to which I certainly obeyed. And it's from that moment on, I have nonstop, been nonstop studying every single discipline of theology one can perceive of and have been deeply studying the Bible since then. Now, the ways in which I did such study have certainly changed, beginning with YouTube videos and eventually progressing to being accepted into a world-class theological seminary to study under experts and scholars in their fields as such relates to the Christian faith. And now my faith has certainly seen a major growth since the, my beginnings in studying theology, ranging from being both an Arminian and a Calvinist at different points in time to entering into seminary, denouncing my Calvinism and uh, not having a single clue as to where I stood on anything anymore. Up to today, where I lean much more towards a Catholic Orthodox theology than Protestant. I would like to finish my uh, bachelor's with honours degree, uh, do my master's and my PhD and become a lecturer in a theological seminary. I, I take particular interest in the realm of historical theology, church history, systematic theology and dabble in New Testament studies. Now, outside the realm, outside the realm of theological study, I am a personal trainer and I have been working out for the last four or so years, putting on roughly 25 kilograms of muscle, uh, muscle mass in that time. I train with others where I can I love to engage in a multiplicity of sports, including powerlifting and bodybuilding and football and basketball, badminton, athletics, distance running, and so on. Now, as such, I do not think that there is anything more that you necessarily need to know about me at this point in time, as I'm sure that more about myself will be shared as we progress on this journey of faith together though uh, through the, mo- the mode of podcast. Now, the question I have no doubt is on your mind currently is rather straightforward, and by straightforward, I mean threefold. What made me want to do this podcast? What kind of content can you expect to hear on this podcast? And what exactly would I like to achieve from this podcast? Well, firstly, what led me to start this podcast what I believe is what I believe to be a crucially necessary recognition that the church today is being starved. And what exactly is it being starved of? Well, that's just it. There is no one thing. 
But all of those things fall into the realm of not just the study of theology, but what theology even is, lest we box it up in our own boxes of predisposition. Now, the way I see it, the church is being starved of rich truths of the Christian faith that span the last 2,000 years. Now, this is where you will see my interest in historical theology and Christian history. The faith of the church has remained the same for the last 2,000 years insofar as the fact that we are still brought up to Christ by the Spirit and united in him and affirm the same fundamental doctrine that the church has for the last 2,000 years. However, the faith, in a sense, has changed and still continues to do so. Now, before you accuse me of being a progressive Christian, hear me out. What I am not saying is that the fundamental truths of Christian doctrine have changed over the last two millennia. Now, in his Against Heresies, Irenaeus of Lyons, a second century church father, says this about the unity of the faith in the church. Word of warning, it's quite a mouthful. <laughs> he says this in Book 1, Chapter 10, Section 1. He says, quote, the church, though dispersed throughout the whole world, even to the ends of the earth, has received from the apostles and their disciples this faith. She believes in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are in them. And in one Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who became incarnate for our salvation. And in the Holy Spirit, who proclaimed through the prophets the dispensations of God and the advents and the birth from a virgin and the passion and the resurrection from the dead and the ascension into heaven in the flesh of the beloved Christ Jesus, our Lord, his future manifestation from heaven in the glory of the Father to gather all things in one and to raise up anew all flesh of the whole human race in order that to Christ Jesus, our Lord, our God and Saviour and King, according to the will of the invisible Father, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess to him and that he should execute just judgment towards all, that he may send spiritual wickedness and the angels who transgressed and became apostates together with the ungodly and unrighteous and wicked and profane among men into everlasting fire, but may in the exercise of his grace confer immorality on the righteous and holy and those who have kept his commandments and have preserved in his love some from the beginning of their Christian course and others from the date of their repentance and may surround them with everlasting glory. End quote. Now the church has always, and this is quite a mouthful from Irenaeus, but this is demonstrative uh, of the fact that the church has, does, and always will affirm what was just highlighted as fundamental truth that the entire church believes. Now, on the other hand, the Christian faith does somewhat progress insofar as the fact that there are beginning, uh, there, there are uh, in being, there in there being major cultural and technological shifts. So does our knowledge of the Christian faith increase to fill the gaps that were present in the different eras of the church. For example, we have gone from having one person Bible translation since Jerome in the in the in the fourth in the fifth fourth fifth century translating the Vulgate on behalf of the, as a request of the Bishop of Rome, and even possibly possibly before that, like, the, for example, the Muratorian canon, in like, I believe that's late second century, to having full-blown Bible translation committees, guaranteeing the best Bible translations to be made from the very best manuscripts that we have. Also, the fact that our depth of theological knowledge has gradually increased as the church has grown down the centuries. To give this point some kick, if you were to describe the Trinity to any one of the twelve apostles using language such as ousia or hypostasis or substantia or persona, which are uh, essence and hypos uh, essence and persons, uh, respectively, in the Greek and Latin, which can present problems if not treated carefully, they would have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, no clue whatsoever. 
These are much later theological developments being prominent in individuals like Tertullian in the West and then being later developed by the likes of the Cappadocian Fathers in the East. Now, in addition, we have a vast multiplicity of critical scholarly commentaries on the books of both the Old and New Testaments, whose scholarship goes far beyond any commentaries or homilies before the study of the Hebrew and Greek in European universities as a result of the reintroduction of the study of classical literature by the Italian humanist Francesco Petrarch and then configuring that around the study of the biblical languages by the Italian humanist Lorenzo Valla, who is considered the father of modern biblical criticism. And so case in point, Christianity does and does not change, does and does not progress. But the church today is being starved of the rich theological treasury that is available for people to embrace wholeheartedly, but is not being made available widely enough for the church, especially those teachers in the church. This is why I've made this podcast, to enlighten those being starved of the rich theological treasury from the last 2000 years of the Christian faith. Now, secondly... What you can expect uh, to hear is a wide range of different topics being discussed. These can range from contentious topics such as women in leadership, election and predestination, which are different by the way, and even Calvinism versus Arminianism, to serious practical topics that, uh, that the church needs to address more, such as mental health, witnessing to the lost, or uh, the place of disabled individuals in the church, and so on. Theology, as Augustine and Anselm of Canterbury both stressed, is fides quarens intellectum, faith-seeking understanding in the Latin. And so whatever the content it is that is addressed in this podcast, it will reflect and be done in a framework of allowing our faith to seek out understanding, not just intellectually, but discovering who God is so that we might be even more in, in even more awe of him and who he is and what he does than ever before. Now, thirdly, I expect to build up the listeners of this podcast to seek out understanding in their faith done in Coram Deo, being the presence of God, as part of the Missio Dei, the mission of God, both respectively in Latin. A lot of topics will be touched on, but the aim of touching on them is to inform the listeners who are obviously listening as a result of keen interest and to build them up in their faith, even though such an in-person option still remains to be a hopefully not so distant reality. Theology is not... Theology is not mere intellectual exercise for those whom are predisposed to a more academic mindset. Theology is a life lived out in communion with the Father in the Son through the Holy Spirit, expressing the entirety of their faith and what comes with it. Here is how my systematic theology lecturer describes theology, and I believe he hits the nail on the head here. He says this, quote, Theology is about asking questions. Bad theology is about being told what to think. Theology is not about Wikipedia. It's about people being transformed through their minds, and our minds are renewed to the degree we're able to keep asking questions. It involves looking at things and saying, what did people in the past believe? Why did they believe it? And how might that be relevant for today? Such fantastic stuff hit the nail right on the head. And so theology then, whilst it involves some sort of intellectual exercise, fundamentally surrounds the transformation of the believer in engaging with the last 2,000 years of Christian history and the renewing of their mind to be able to then go out into all the world, pass on what they have been taught and use it in the call to ministry on every single one of our lives and to belong to the Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, guys, this has been the pilot episode of the Theological Treasury podcast, and I sincerely hope that you guys have enjoyed it. 
Uh, it's relatively brief, yes, but as we, but this is more of an introductory episode. So as we continue into more episodes in the future, they shall become progressively longer uh, with much more content. But I, I'm very much looking forward into diving into this new podcast. Please do share this around with friends, family, or even anyone else that may or does have an interest or desire in theology. Now, as far as consistency is concerned, I shall at this present time be aiming for at least one a week, though I cannot guarantee that at the moment, as I do have essays due around mid to late May. However, when that time has come and gone, I will be aiming to maybe put out one or two a week, depending on how much free time I have to do so. And so this has been me, Ethan, and join us in the next episode as we talk about theological method, what it is, what it entails, why you secretly have one, even though you may not realize it, and why every single Christian needs it. God bless you all and see your beautiful faces soon. Go with God, friends.